This is episode 327, having to choose your family or your purpose with Pooja. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Seems like there's a theme the past two weeks dealing with family decisions, issues, all those kinds of things. This week's a little different. I talked to Pooja, who has a beautiful relationship with her parents and is really torn between pursuing her purpose, pursuing her dream of being a life coach and staying here in the U.S., or moving home to be closer to her parents who are getting a little older and and who miss her. And this is a beautiful conversation that I think will touch your heart and help you make decisions that often maybe feel selfish, but truly are self-honoring. And remember, whenever we make a decision, I, I actually like to say whenever we make a choice rather than decision, because decision has the word side in it, decide. And that root word side means to kill off something, suicide, genocide, homicide. So often when we use that word, it's like, oh, we feel like we're killing off the other option and we feel like we're making a a decision that, you know, kills off another option. (laughs) Like we're just stuck with what what we decide and there's not that other option. And in most choices, whatever we choose, there's an opportunity to choose again. So like in this conversation with Pooja, she is going to make a choice. And I reminded her at the end of the call, she can always renegotiate that choice. And so any of you that are struggling with a decision right now, remember that being in limbo, being in the undecided, going back and forth, back and forth is hell. It really is. And and you can't get any clarity or momentum in limbo. So from my perspective, it's better just to choose something, start to take steps forward. And then if you need to choose something else, you can. Also want to remind you that the early bird discount to enroll in our Elementum Coaching Institute, where we train the world's greatest coaches, ends December 31st. So if you want to save $2,500 on enrollment, apply now. Go to elementumcoachinginstitute.com or you can email jill at christinehassler.com with any specific questions that you have. As you're listening to this call with Pooja, consider are you struggling with a decision or a choice and just been in limbo and it's causing you a lot of anxiety? Are you often torn between what you want to do and duty, obligation, or just love that you feel for your family that's pulling you in a different direction? Do you live far away from your parents or your family and feel this pull to be closer to them, but also a pull to really stay where you are because you really love it? And finally, when you make a choice that feels self-honoring, that really feels like it's you honoring you, does that feel selfish to you? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my session with Pooja. Before we dive in, do you have your gifts ready for the holidays? Well, I want to offer you a really special gift that you can give a family member called StoryWorth. It makes them feel unique and special, just like the relationship that you have. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved one preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. So how it works is every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you never thought to ask, like, 
What's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? After about a year, StoryWorth compiles all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you will be able to share and visit for generations to come. So reading those weekly stories helps you connect with loved ones no matter how near or far apart you are. So it's a really, really special gift that you can give. And I think that, especially in these times, I know that I am preferring more the sentimental, experiential, memory-based gifts than stuff. Like uh, who really needs more stuff? I definitely don't need any more stuff. I'm constantly just getting rid of stuff. And so StoryWorth is a great alternative to a gift that's just a material object that doesn't mean as much. So go to storyworth.com slash over it and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash over it to save $10 on your first purchase. And now on to my coaching conversation with Pooja. Pooja, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. So uh, me and my husband uh, have been in the U.S. for about eight years. Uh, when we first came here, uh, he came before me, actually. But when I first came here in 2013, uh, I did not plan to be here for a long time. We both came here for work assignment. So they are mostly of temporary nature. So we expected to go back in like a year or so. Uh, we were newly married then. And now, <laughs> well, one thing has led to another and it's it's been eight years and we are here. Mm. Uh, well, now we've reached a stage where both of us feel like we are established enough in our careers to kind of go back. That's always been our aim to sometime go back to India in the long term. Um, but I'm going through a career transition right now. So I don't feel comfortable changing too many things in my life right now. I feel like I need some more space to mm-hmm. establish myself. Mm-hmm. And the opportunities, education uh, that you get in the U.S., that's unparalleled. So I, I would like to stay here for a few more years. And my husband is in agreement with that. The problem I have is somehow there is an unspoken expectation from uh, especially my parents that, you know, we come back. Uh, And they never say as much to me. They never say that, okay, you know, come back. But then they ask questions. When are you planning to come back? What are your plans? And they're getting old. They are 69 and 71, respectively, my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm really worried about them. Uh, My sister got married this year, so she moved out. You know, in India, typically, (laughs) children stay with their parents till Mm -hmm. the time they move Mm -hmm. out. So she moved out this year. So now it's just my mom and dad staying alone Mm. and I worry about them and Mm -hmm. uh, some part of me wants to be of service to them to help them out in their old age and that is one of the main reasons I do want to go back to India but then I'm torn between my duty and love for them Mm -hmm. and my aspirations which which tell me that the logical thing for me to do is uh, stay here for a couple of more years maybe three to four more years so that I'm a little more settled in my new career. Mm-hmm. What's your new career? Uh, <laughs> well, I have decided to become a life coach. Amazing. Amazing. Well, this is great. So let's practice you being a life coach. If you <laughs> if you were your client, mm-hmm. and or if you had a client that came and asked, shared everything that you just shared with me, what would you say? How would you coach her? 
Okay, I have to tell you before we get into this that I I I am not trained or I That's don't okay. know. This is just a practice. This this is just practice. No, no, um, there's no test or anything like that. <laughs> Um, but if you want to be a life coach, that means you already probably have a knack for it. And you already probably pretty much love these kind of conversations. And there's already a gift in there without any training. Cause most people that want to pursue life coaching already, already have kind of a thing for it, kind of a knack for it. So again, mm-hmm. no wrong answers. I'm here to support you. I'm not here to put you on the spot. But if a client, a future (laughs) client came to you with this exact scenario, what, how would you handle it? What would you say? I would say, uh, have you had a frank conversation with your parents and kind of ask them what they feel? And have you shared your plans for your future openly with them so that they understand the reason why you are not willing to come back just yet? Mm Mm-hmm. Great. And how would you respond to that as the client, as Pooja? As Pooja, uh, I would say, no, I've actually been skirting the issue. I have mm-hmm. not had a frank conversation with them. I mean, they know I'm in the middle of a career change. I have shared that with them, but I have not shared what I want to become or what my plan is for the next uh, two mm-hmm. or three years with mm-hmm. them. Because I feel like they might say, oh, then, you know, why can't you do this from India? Why do you have to be there? Yeah. And it might be difficult for me to make them understand. Yes, uh, that's very true. They're from, a, you know, a different culture to America. They probably aren't, you know, yeah. life coaching wasn't big in their day. Um, yeah. There's different cultural traditions and expectations. So they may not ever understand. So let me ask you a different question. Do you have kids? No. No. If you had, if you were, let's say 70 years old and your daughter came to you and said, um, I do want to come back. That is my husband and I's intention. There's, we just feel like we're not finished here in the U S there's some career opportunities. Um, I know you guys are getting older, but you're still in good health now. And I feel it's going to be best for everyone if I finish my schooling and then move back. If you were seven years old and your daughter came and said that to you, how would that land for you? I think I would understand Mm -hmm. because uh, there are things that are not in our control, right? Mm -hmm. So we can only decide the things that are in our control. So it's sort of a golden meme that, okay, uh, I know that the future is uncertain, but this is the best I can do. I mean, if I knew the future, I would probably stay here longer, but not knowing the future, I think this, this might be the golden mean. I I think I might be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is a tricky one, Pooja. It is. I'm not denying that because you are kind of torn between duty and obligation and expectation and, and love and wanting to be there for your parents And also pursuing your dreams and living your life, which Mm -hmm. again, from my point of view, and I don't come from an Indian culture, obviously was raised here in America and I am going to have a different um, view than your parents and mine's not better. 
theirs isn't better. It's not about a better or worse thing. It's just understanding everyone's perspective. But the way I look at, um, you know, having children is we have children not for ourselves, but to like usher another soul into the world and give someone a chance to live their life. And then mm-hmm. it's their job to do that for their children if they choose to. So what, yeah. you know, a lot of people and especially a lot of cultures are faced with is getting in the phase of your adult life where everything's kind of taking off and you've got a lot of momentum and a lot of responsibility, but then having aging parents who expect, all right, now it's your job to take care of me. And I'm not saying that's Mm -hmm. bad or wrong. That's just some of the lenses that some people in different cultures look through. Again, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like, does that align with how you look at the world? You know, does that align with your values and the way that you want to live? And again, I'm sensitive to that. This is a really... Um, you feel torn and it's really hard mm-hmm. because you love your parents, mm-hmm. you love your culture, you want to respect them. And, you know, if you want to be a life coach that tells me you found your way into personal development, you're, you're studying different things that maybe never would have come into your awareness had you stayed in India. Um, and I'm not saying India isn't open to that. It's just oftentimes when we move and we change our environment so much, new things come mm-hmm. into our awareness, right? So yeah, it's the question I want to ask is how do you have the best of both worlds? Like how do you align with your values and what matters to you and also Mm -hmm. feel like you're not abandoning your culture and tradition and parents? Right. So the answer to that question is that I do feel my values align with what they expect. And to be perfectly honest, my parents have not asked me for anything in their entire life. Mm-hmm. They've never had any expectations. They've never told me, uh, Pooja, do this or, you know, do that. Take up this career, marry this guy. Not once have they mm-hmm. ever made any decision for me. Amazing. They've always left. Yeah, they've always left it to me. E- even now, they, they are not saying that, okay, you come back here and take care of us. But... I, this is something that my sister told me because she's kind of a little bit closer to them right now. She stays in the same city as them. She's like, you know, as, as people get older, they want to be close to their near mm-hmm. and dear ones. Yeah. So this is probably coming from that place versus an expectation that mm. you would do something for them. Because quite frankly, me and my husband are doing everything we can from here. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is something that kills me even more because they never say that, oh, Pooja, when are you coming back? Mm. They never say, we want you to come back and take care of us. Mm-hmm. But the other questions that they ask, uh, it, it's it's evident to me that that is what they're thinking at the back of their mind. Mm-hmm. And that is why I have not been able to be open with them uh, about my intentions. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's that's kind of what makes it worse because I, I do want to take care of them. They've never asked me for anything mm-hmm. in their entire life. And now that they're getting old, I, I can clearly see that they do need some help and support, which which we can get somebody to, you know, stay with them, take care of them, nurse them. All that is fine. But I do feel that at that age, you, you want to be close yeah. to your near and dear one. Yeah. And for them, me and my sister have been... Uh, what? Yeah, apples of their eyes yeah. all through their life. Of course, of course, of course. And and that's thank you for clarifying that because when you said duty, I thought 
more there was some some expectation in there. But that's beautiful, like that your parents gave you so much freedom. And it really is coming from a place of love and wanting to be close to you. And so from my my point of view, this comes just down to a choice of I do want to be near them. They're not in they're not in terrible health now, are they? No, I mean no. they have uh, certain health problems which come with that age, but no, they are not yeah. their health is not terrible. Yeah. So it could be an agreement you make with yourself of I'm going to stay here for another 2-3 years then I'm going to go home and be close to them. And in the meantime, I'm going to make sure I zoom with them and I call them and I'm in their life as much as possible. That's one choice. Yeah. Another choice is I'm going to figure out how to pursue my life coaching from India and I'm going to move back within the year so I can be close to them. Neither choice mm-hmm. is, is wrong. It's just what do you feel is the one that's going to leave you feeling the most clean. And what I mean by that is we want to make sure when we're making choices as much as we possibly can to choose things that aren't laced with any should haves or aren't laced mm-hmm. with any, you know, decisions that could lead to resentment down the road of ourselves or of another person and aren't coming from obligation. And again, I hear you clearly that they're not putting that obligation on you, but you're feeling that because you love them and they love you. Yeah. And so you're feeling yeah. a little bit of that duty, as you said. No. Yeah. So let's just, let's just do this. Close your eyes for a moment. Mm-hmm. And let's just see how your body responds to both of these um, options. So first option is you are going to stay in the U.S. for another two to three years. Make your career transition in a place where you feel like there'll be a little more momentum and support. And this kind of training and experience will be a little more accessible to you while nurturing your relationship with them while talking to them a lot and keeping that connection and making sure they have their needs met and then really making that plan to move back, you know, three years max. So just tell me what's happening in your body as I say all that. My my breathing is normal. And uh, when you laid out that plan, it kind of made me feel Oh, great. That, that, that sounds like a plan of action. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a plan. It's not up in the air anymore. Mm-hmm. I could I could definitely talk to them. Uh, I could go to them with that answer and convince them that this is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you felt maybe a feeling of relief. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So close your eyes again, if they're not. Okay. And so now let's feel into this. So you decide that you want to be close to them right away. And it's more important right now to be close to the, those near and dear. And you're going to move within the year back to India and figure out how to pursue your training and transition from there. So now what happens inside? The first sentence kind of made me a little happy. Move back to India mm-hmm. within a year. But then as soon as you said, pursue everything from there, uh, I kind of uh, frowned because it it brings doubts in my mind as to whether that's going to be the most optimum choice Mm -hmm. with respect to, uh, you know, my career and my aspirations and what I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And what you want to learn and experience for your own growth too, right? Because it's about more than just career. It's about you as a person evolving into the woman that you continue to become. Right. Yeah. Any other options that you can think of that we can feel into? Well, the only other option I can think of is to uh, have them come here and stay for some time. But uh, given my mom's health, uh, she has some health conditions because of which she's not very mobile. She's uh, pretty restricted. Uh, I think that is not an option which would logically mm-hmm. work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you kind of answered that one for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like the decision that feels most aligned in your body, because our body is always a good place to go for answers. It's often better than our mind to, to really see yeah. how we feel when we feel into different scenarios. So it sounds like it's deciding to stay here, but making the commitment max three years, continuing your relationship with them, getting on a momentum with your career transition and knowing that if something comes up, one of them has a health thing, or you just really feel like you need to go back and you get that intuitive nudge, you can. Like just because yeah. you're saying, I'm going to stay here for another three years, doesn't mean that you that you can't change your mind. But I think being in limbo yeah. and not making a clear decision has been hard. It's been hard to get momentum yeah. and it's been hard to feel relief from it. So how does it feel to commit to that decision to move back in three years, pursue things here, keep a good relationship with them, knowing that if something were to happen where you felt like you needed to renegotiate that commitment, you could. Yeah, it it feels, I I feel relieved because uh, what you said is right. Not knowing and not having decided the uncertainty that it brings is, is more challenging than accepting that, you know, things might not go as planned in the next three years, but that that's okay because there's only so much you can control. Yeah. And I know that a Zoom call or FaceTime call or phone call or whatever is not the same as being, you know, with someone, but don't underestimate how much your parents value that. Like you are the apple, you and your sister are yeah. the apple of their eye. And just hearing from you, just knowing what's going on in your life, just being able to have a conversation with you, like that's, that's going to go a long way. So as long as you're doing that again, not out of duty, but just because you love them, then they're going to get, you know, again, it's not the same as you being there in the country, you know, in, in flesh and blood sitting across the dinner table from mm-hmm. them, but it will still be meaningful. Yeah. 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 I think so. Relief is always a good indicator that we've arrived at our best possible choice in this moment, knowing that we can always make different choices down the road too. Yes. You're not locked into anything here. Yep. But doesn't it feel good just to make the choice? Yeah, it does. I'm I'm smiling if you can tell. Oh, (laughs) good. (laughs) Good, good. Yeah. And I acknowledge you because it's, it's beautiful. You know, I listen to this show and we hear about lots of strained relationships with parents and I'm sure you have, you know, your issues and things and whatever. And it's also beautiful to hear that you really felt supported and loved and you feel this love 
back for them. And you do want to be near them as they reach the later parts of their lives. And so I just want to acknowledge the beautiful relationship you have with your parents. Thank you. Yeah, it's really lovely. And the beautiful relationship you have with yourself to be able to say, all right, this is what I need. And it doesn't mean I don't love my parents. This is just what I'm choosing in this moment. And if I get the intuition or the feeling that I need to make a different choice, then I will. Cause that's, that's yeah. good parenting of you. Yeah. Any other questions? Uh, no, I think this was very helpful. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Pooja, for bringing such a beautiful question forward. And I also just want to acknowledge something that I said to Pooja on the show, which is on the show, we talk a lot about family of origin stuff and issues we've had with our parents. And I'm never one to blame parents or use parents as scapegoats. Parents are human beings. And, you know, quite frankly, they did the best they could with what they had doesn't excuse, you know, the hurt that many of you have endured from your family of origin, but knowing that also frees us from using them as scapegoats for the rest of our life. And it's beautiful to hear someone talk about their parents in a lovely way. You know, a lot of you have parents and family of origins that, you know, were wonderful and that's beautiful. That's an amazing thing. And if you want to be close to your family and you feel that pull towards them and your parents see you as the apple of their eyes as they do with Pooja and her sister, that's a beautiful, beautiful gift. And remember, if you didn't have those parents, you can always be that parent, both to children you may have, or if you don't have children, you can be that parent to yourself. As I always say on the show, it's never too late to have a great childhood. You can always give yourself that. So it's touching that Pooja feels such this love toward her family. And I misinterpreted her a little bit at the beginning because when she used the word duty, I felt like she kind of felt this obligation and pull toward her family, but she revealed, no, they're not really putting the pressure on me. They just really love me and they want to be around me and I want to be around them. So she was in this conflict between what I want to do and what feels honoring to me and going home. And, you know, whenever we're in one of those polls, I always like to ask, what is the most self-honoring choice? Because I have found that when we make the most self-honoring choice, we have less likelihood of resentment down the line and we show up more authentic in our relationships. So for me, as I was coaching her, I was thinking, okay, how can it be a both and? How can she really stay and pursue her coaching, which really sounded alive to her. It really sounded important to her. It really felt like something she wanted to do. And and her parents have really raised her in a way that she feels empowered and confident to go and pursue her dreams and step into something that feels really important to her. So it's like, how does she pursue that, but still feel really connected to the family? How do we make this both and a win-win? And so it's like, all right, even though you're not there, and I understand that being virtual with someone you love is way different than being in, in the physical contact with them. I get that. And right now she can have that closeness, that relationship in a virtual way, pursue what she loves, really make that self-honoring choice. And as I said in the beginning of the show, she can change her mind. So the great thing about most coaching programs, including Elementum, the one that we teach, is they're virtual. And so she's in this program and she's really feeling not guilt, not obligation, but this pull because we want to make choices where we feel a pull. We feel like a, yes, this is, this is a line. This is what's pulling me. This is, this is the most quote unquote, right choice I can make versus a should. 
Choices made from should, again, have a higher likelihood of resentment. We either resent the people that kind of pulled us to make that choice, or we resent ourselves, which is a bigger issue, for making that choice because we feel like we betrayed and abandoned ourselves, which is never a good situation to get in with herself, with ourselves. So she can stay and, and pursue what she loves and, and keep that connection. And that's that self-honoring choice, which doesn't mean she doesn't love her family, which doesn't mean she's not showing up for her parents, which just means, all right, I'm going to set a timeline. And if I feel that pull that I need to go back earlier, I will. And you heard the relief in her voice when we got to that decision. And you've probably heard me say this before if you've been listening to the show for a while. Relief is a good indicator that you're in the most aligned choice. When someone says something to you or gives you an option or you decide something, you feel, oh, I feel relieved. That's when you know, ding, 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 that's the most aligned choice. So look for relief as your indicator to get you out of limbo. And that's my biggest takeaway from you for you today. If you're struggling with a decision, remember, think of it as a choice, not as a decision. So you don't have to decide. You don't have to kill something off. Think of it as a choice. Remember, with every choice, there are other choices. So you're not necessarily locked in. And get out of limbo. Get out of limbo. It will be so empowering when you really surrender and get out of limbo. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.